Hi, you guys. It's Elise Snipes, your host of TrailerCast Podcast. I am super stoked and thankful to be here today and to get to introduce to you our next guest for our TrailerCast conversations. Today's guest chose to be anonymous so that she could be totally free to have this conversation. And I want you to know that that is always an option. And so if you are thinking about having your very own TrailerCast conversation with me, know that you can choose to remain anonymous. Because the point of the conversation is the conversation itself, right? It's to get in there and do the middle messy work of uncovering like what is true and good and real and what we need to see and hold. And, and so I, I would never want that to hold you back from jumping on here and having these conversations. And so just know that and listen to that as you, as you hear this episode and you listen to someone who is so in the midst of her power, so in this... It's like the author of the story that she's living in. I was blown away by this conversation. I literally, when we when we ended our call, I, I sat there and was like, damn, damn. This woman, this story, this experience, this power. So I'm excited and honored and humbled to get to bring to you today's episode. And um and then just a little sensitivity warning as well. Um, we will be talking about um, surviving different types of abuse. If that is a part of your story, just maybe think about what you need in order to listen and what you may need after you listen. So I know for myself as a survivor, I know that I often need points of contact. So I might need to call a friend to say, hey, having one of those days, I just need uh, to feel witness so I don't float away or I might need a grounding experience, I might need to take my shoes off and go for a walk. You know, the point of these conversations is that we don't shy away from what is, but that we also don't flood people to a point where they can't tolerate what they hear. And so I am encouraging us to continue to have these open conversations in a way people can hear like, hey, like, hey, these are the things I've been through, but hey, look at me now, look at me here. And so that's my little asterisk warning. not a warning, it's an invitation. So just know that if you need extra support as a result of this story intersecting with your own, know that you are totally capable of doing that, getting that, having that, and still being able to listen. So without further ado, um, I cannot wait to hear what you think about this conversation, and I hope that you are as on fire as I am afterwards. Cheers. Okay, girl, where do we want to go today? Okay, well, um, so it's funny how just the universe, um, something, I don't know what it is. Um, I know when I had written you, I was like, do I have to forgive? Is that I, which a thing? Is such a great question. And yes. <laughs> um, we could go there if you want, but I'm learning in therapy that yes, it's part of the healing process. Mm-hmm. And, um, or at least it is for me. Maybe it's not for everybody. Um, Isn't that interesting, right? That's a good yeah. point. Maybe it's not for everybody. There was not. this, um, there, did you know who Young Pueblo is on Instagram? He's like this poet. I think so. Um, Maybe. I literally, like, so sometimes I'll find something and I, like, email it to myself so I don't forget it. But, like, the irony is, like, I never check my email. So I'm, like, I have these <laughs> things that are just in there that I'm, like, whoa, that was, I sent this, this email to myself years ago. I found it today. Okay, so back to maybe the universe doing something. It says... They asked her, what does letting go mean? She answered, letting go does not mean erasing a memory or ignoring the past. It is when you are no longer reacting to the things that used to make you feel tense and releasing the energy attached to certain thoughts. It takes self-awareness, intentional action, practice, and time. Letting go is the act of getting to know yourself so deeply that all delusions fall away. Mm. That's good stuff. And the, the, what I like in that is that that air quote forgiveness has nothing to do with the other person. Yeah. It has everything to do with us being totally free. Yeah. 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 It's so true. I was just talking to my younger sister about all this. I was like, oh my God, I'm getting on a call with Elise. <laughs> <laughs> I talk, I talk about you like you're a friend. It's, it's it. become yeah, like, so. yeah, she's like, how's Elise? Um, <laughs> that warms my heart yeah um it's funny but 
today she was like, you know, this isn't going to be like your secret code name down the road. This is going to be like mm-hmm. almost a bittersweet memory down mm-hmm. the road. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to feel like it's your identity anymore. Absolutely. And, um, she's like, you're in the process of releasing it. And yes. So I want to speak from a place of um, speaking from like, um, what is it? A scar, not a wound, I think, as yep. Glennon Doyle yep. says. Yep. But love her. I Every time I think I'm scarred, like... The wound seems to open back up. So I don't know. We can leave, leave this conversation wherever you think it will best serve people because I really just want people to know that they're not alone. Yes. Because I felt really, really lonely yes. in, um, in my whole story. And I still don't feel like I can raise a banner and talk about this in a way where people could approach me. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I could speak on that from a place of strength. So I have an autoimmune disease and I raise awareness and I'm able to talk about that um, from a place of strength. But so I know what that feels like right. and I'm not there with this. And when, like, why is strength the like precipitator? Like if you feel like you were strong, you could talk about it. Where does that come from? I don't know. <laughs> I think maybe um, my role has always been making sure everyone's okay. Mm. I just want to make sure people are okay. Mm-hmm. And if I can't do that, then I don't feel like I'm doing my job. Okay. So we would have to break a rule then that says I have to be strong in order to talk about this so that other people are okay. Yeah. And then we could talk about this as if like, hey, I'm not all the way like good. And there's like a wound here, sometimes scar, sometimes wound um, is a qualifier enough for you to talk about things that have been painful. I like I, I like that there's so much like wisdom and information out there, but I, I think that there is a, a slight myth around being all the way good in order to talk to people about our things like at that point aren't people going to be like miss the process like there's so much like gold in there when it's like dude I don't know I'm just in a lot of hurt over it where are you at oh yeah me too I think so I'm also an Enneagram 7 so Mm. I I want people to feel like they're having a good time (laughs) let's just get to the good stuff (laughs) I just want Everyone to have a great time, even if we're talking about taboo topics, like let's just have fun. That's it's great. Like, I, I, so. I actually do understand that. I like that because I want what people expect therapy to be like the saddest, most depressing, most worst thing ever. <laughs> I'm like, what if it wasn't? Like, what if we also laughed? What, what if, if we also, you know, what if it wasn't, you know? Like yeah. life was already hard enough for you. We don't need therapy to be that hard too. <laughs> yes. Yes. I think you gave me courage to go to therapy because you were talking about the power of whatever one day. You're like, I'm just going to get on here and talk about the power of whatever. Don't do your dishes. It's whatever. And I was like, it's whatever. It's whatever. That's That's so fun. I can remember yeah. that episode. I remember being on the freeway when I was thinking that. I'm like, <laughs> I need I need to pause real quick and go think about this out loud somewhere because it's affecting me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because there's freedom in that, yeah. right? That it's doesn't. There it's, is. I'm not put together in such a way that people can't approach me yeah so what do you what do you want to open up you can you can name whatever parts of your story you want to or don't want to because the power is totally yours when you're going through your story so when you read this story you read what I emailed you correct I did and I good news I read that email um I did and So I hold all of that and it's your call on where and what you put out there. We can talk as directly or indirectly about it as you want. Okay. Um, I'm comfortable with honestly, whatever I really am. I truly, truly am. Um, I've learned just so much. There's a lot of power in people just holding space for you and saying, I believe you. That has been like, everything it's been everything it really has because harder than the trauma and the experience of figuring out that I was molested my nephews were molested harder than all of that was knowing the people that I held to such a high standard because my good Christian parents my good Christian family Mm -hmm. um, knowing that they couldn't reach that level Mm -hmm. of the pedestal that I had them on that was the most traumatic thing and um, because they even when they're doing their best, Elise, even when they're doing their very best, they can not reconcile that they let these things happen on their watch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I can hold compassion for them in that. I really can. I do believe that they were doing their best. I also believe that I have to protect myself and knowing mm-hmm. that it wasn't good enough to make me feel safe. That's right. So I respect myself too much to continue to be 
compliant and complicit and silent and status quo. Boom, 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 boom. So, yeah. Whatever you want to go. No, whatever. Well, the, so let's maybe like, there's two things that popped out right away. One is that there's like, there's the trauma itself. And then there's all the secondary trauma, which can be sometimes just as much or worse than the actual <laughs> trauma that people go to therapy for, where it's like terrible things happen. Um, and then my family didn't believe me. And that was worse than the event. And, and so you know, we can we can see what is so destabilizing. And I have a friend and she calls it the difference between drip, drip or boom, boom trauma. And so her name's Kalita. She's actually, she's, not, she's actually a showgirl. And so she has this background. I heard in, her. Yeah. Oh yeah. She's, yeah. she's one of my favorite people on earth. And she, so like the boom, boom trauma would be like the initial trauma. It's the, it's the molestation. It's the thing. It's the thing, right? And mm-hmm. the, the drip, drip trauma is all the trauma around it that happens. That's so pervasive and subtle that like we it doesn't even seem to compare when you put it on paper to the big boom boom trauma but it is just as sticky and lasting as the original big t trauma yes Yes. and we don't have to we can keep this extremely apolitical but i will tell you that seeing the black lives matter movement happen um i all this happened while kavanaugh and dr ford was happening in the background so i was oh my gosh yeah, so I was seeing what that looks like in society when people say, no, we don't believe you. No, we don't believe you. And I was living it, and it was the most. And right now, whenever I'm seeing people say to the, my Black friends, yeah. no, 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 that's not racist. No, no, all lives matter. They're not holding space for people, and that is not okay. And yes, so um, it, it really like brings up my whole experience to be like, we're all in some shit. Yeah, we girl. can do a little bit better for each other. But anyway, um, yeah. so I'm also in therapy right now too, because obviously it's a lot. <laughs> 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 I love you. Okay. The, um, okay. So this is, this is interesting. This doesn't always happen though. When we have a societal reflection of our own internal problem or predicament right and so it gives us an opportunity to do two things one see it for as bad as it is okay so a lot of times what happens is we'll have something that happens to us that's terrible and we're like but it's not the most terrible like like children are dying in here right and so like we we just we small and shrink our little Mm -hmm. our problems right but then all of a sudden something like Kavanaugh Black Lives Matter is gonna hits the scene and we're like pissed because there's that injustice part where it's like, oh, hell no. Like, this is, mm-hmm. like, come on, right? So then it's like, mm-hmm. wait a second. So if that problem is valid, then I guess my problem and my pain is also valid. And so there's a, a beauty in that yeah. congruency. Yeah, yeah. Because really it all is, I mean, I'm, I tend to be a little bit kumbaya, but it really is all sh- shared. Like, it, it is, is shared. It on is. a level. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a joining, like you said, like when you are able to look at your black friends and say, this is real, you're real, Mm -hmm. your pain is real. Uh, Mm -hmm. You would say that maybe with a little less blood and guts if you hadn't also had your own, you know, disorientation. Right. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can go wherever you want. We're already there. (laughs) <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Are we going? Yeah. Oh, okay. What, where are you at now with your work, with the, with the trauma? Um, you know, grief is funny because <laughs> it tends to, I really view um, grief as like beach waves. I genuinely do. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I can stand in it and not be shaken and be like, you know, that's washing over me and it's unpleasant. And then other times I'm like, holy shit, yeah. this is like a freight train. And yeah. I think I'm drowning again. Yeah. And so I think I'm somewhere in between that I can do this and can I do this yes, yes. phase of grief. And it's grieving? a constant, um, not having closure from, uh, from family, from going through estrangement. Um, Cause when all of the shit hit the fan, when I was, when I came forward with my big, sexy family Mm -hmm. secret and was like hey guys this isn't okay I'm trying to save my nephews I'm trying to save people um, because I've experienced this and you know that I've experienced this and then having people say that never happened or just completely cut me off never talk to me again um I think I'm grieving like there's no closure there's there's no there's no closure um and there's no roadmap 
you, correct. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, um, and maybe this is like when in your original like thought was, do I have to forgive somebody and then, or do I have to have forgiveness and then there's no closure? And I think we tend to think that that involves both parties, but like, I'd like to like maybe like explore that forgiveness doesn't require both parties, not dependent upon both parties and neither is closure. And, and that is grace to me built into every single human relationship, because if we needed both parties to have that type of closure or forgiveness, like, I don't know who would actually be okay. (laughs) Like, like, so, so we can have closure on our own forgiveness, the F word on our own. Yeah. Yeah. Are you still talking to some of those family members or are they still not talking to you? Um, I do talk to my dad every few months, but it's still difficult. Um, every few months we'll either have a phone conversation or a text. Um, so the thing, so this past Christmas, he reached out to me and asked if I would meet him for dinner. And my thought was he's trying, like he's trying and I should honor that. And I felt like I was in a place in my healing to where I could because it had been a year, um, of silence. And so I met up with him and he said, you know, I really think you should um, apologize to your mom for all the grief that you've caused her. And I was able to really stand in my truth and say, no, that's (laughs) not how this is going to work. And I, I don't owe anybody an apology. And I grew up as a people pleaser. I just want everyone to have a good time. I just want everyone to get along. So that's like, you know, pretty substantial for me. So I think yeah, in my... that is super substantial <laughs> for anyone, but man, yeah. 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 And it, it's just a shame too, because you're able to look people in the eye and see that they don't understand what you're saying. Correct. And yeah, like they cannot there. see it. Nothing. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. So I think in my process, I'm, I think I'm past the reckoning of like, are you sure you don't believe me? How can you not believe me? I'm way past all that by now, but um. I think I'm, I'm grieving because I, I don't know that my mom is going to get help for herself. Okay. I don't know that she's ever going to try to heal from this. And I worry about her a little bit. So it's kind of a grieving of a loss there, but also a celebration of who I've been able to become through all this. Yeah. Yeah. That's a both end. A right? lot. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. And you're grieving who you thought your mom was, who yeah. you thought your dad was. And then you suffered your own traumatic injury, initially the big T, and then the secondary injuries of people aren't believing me. Then this yeah. years later, this whole thing blowing up, and then you're asked yeah. to apologize. Yes. And to be good. Just get back and get small and get in line and be polite and do the right thing. Be a good daughter. Yes. Yes. And so I've told my little sister, I have a close relationship with my little sister. Um, I've told her several, several times that um, all I would have to do for this to go back to normal is apologize. That's all I have to do. The ball's 100% in my court as far as that goes, but I will never like betray myself because it seems like on the inside of me, there was like a little girl who's been crying out for 17 years, Mm -hmm. like help me, help Mm -hmm. me, help me. Mm -hmm. And I'm finally to a place where I'm like, you know what, you're safe. And that's the most important thing. And I can't let people on our island, yep. I think yep. that's yep. another Glenn, 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 Yeah, yeah. I can't let them on the island if there's going to be fear and hate. I can't. Yeah, you won't. I won't. <laughs> I won't. Exactly. I won't. Mm-hmm. That's what your work has earned you is the the transition from I can't to I won't. And that's when we take our power back and we're like, my, my drawbridge, my island, my moat, my alligators. And yeah. My <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. Oh, mine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, huh. When there is a magic word out there, like, I'm sorry, and then everything goes back to air quotes normal, we can see, like, oh, wow, like, this is a whole make-believe land, like, clearly. It is. If all it takes is me to say that, then, like, what are we even doing here, folks? Yeah. And I've had to explain to my dad, like, we've never been okay. Mm. Not since I was in fifth grade. We have never been okay. And I didn't break these things. These were not my pieces that fell. Oh, that is so good. Yeah. We, oh my gosh. And I didn't break these things. Those were not my pieces that fell. That's power. That's so powerful. You said that to him. I did. And um, I felt so powerful, but also I felt like I was talking to a brick wall because it's just blank stairs, blank stairs. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. 
and that's part of like sometimes like like people can't hear the truth that they have no frame of reference like I think of it often as like we're trying to put a three-dimensional thing in a two-dimensional world so yeah you're right how could how could the paper cut out dad ever hold a truth bomb like that yeah I also think though my husband was with me the whole this whole um it ended up being a breakfast meeting but he was with me and um he my dad looked at my husband and was like is this something that you decided like this this is her he was just like this is um oh which I was really proud of him for because he I mean my husband has had to see me through the entire process everything um yeah what a man and yeah I know mm-hmm. he's all right yeah right yeah I mean he's all right. I mean as far as husbands go he's all right he's all right we'll keep him yeah yeah yeah, um... no, it's, it's incredible. He was there to witness it, right? Because sometimes when we're in it, we're facing like the wolf, we're facing that thing we didn't know we could. And all of a sudden, like to have someone else there to be like, wow, you saw me in my power. Like you saw me grieve yeah. this thing. You saw me in pain. You've seen me on the floor on this. And now you saw me stand up and tell the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's true good. though. He did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um... then your original question with that was like, do I have to forgive? Are you thinking mom, dad, perpetrator? Like who falls in that category? So the crazy thing is the day after it happened, when I told my mom, when I was in fifth grade, mm-hmm. I said, I forgive him because I was raised in such a religious household where I knew those were the magic words to make it all go away. Right. Just like, I'm sorry. I knew that. Yeah. And so I said, I forgive him. I forgive him. And I've lived a lot of my life being like, oh, I forgive him. You know, just saying that to, um, to yourself. Yeah. I forgive him. I forgive him. And I, maybe I've said that so much to where he's not on the forefront of my mind a lot. I do hate that I seem to be the one that has to live with this burden and he can go mm-hmm. about as a free man. And um, that's a bummer. But I guess in answer to your question, um, I think a lot of it is forgiving myself because I think I hold a lot of guilt mm. even still. Um, yeah. And then I think I've, I've gained more compassion for my parents over time. Um, I still hate that. I know that my mom is seeking out validation instead of truth. And I think letting that expectation go would be part of the process of forgiveness. (laughs) Let's go to where you're holding guilt. Okay. (laughs) She says. Um, (laughs) Did I mention I'm an Enneagram 7? You did. Hence hence why we're going to go there. We need each other, fours and sevens. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. So I'm holding guilt because it took me two years after hearing that my nephews were being also molested to be able to say something to their mom about it, to my older half-sister. It took me two years to be able to do that mm-hmm. um and I I hold a lot of the guilt because I think maybe if I had spoken sooner they would have been I don't know play it all the way out what would have happened maybe they would have been safer maybe they would have um not been allowed to see their dad every other weekend but even after I had said something they were still going to see their dad every other weekend mm-hmm nothing had changed. They never got therapy. They never got help. They never got a life raft. So part of me wants to believe in people still like, okay, well, if they would have known two years earlier, then they would have gotten their life rafts and they would have gotten help. But if people aren't okay now with everything that happened and they can't reconcile it now, I don't know that they would have been able to two years prior, you know? I, yes, I hear you. I that feels very rational, that line of thinking. Okay. I don't know. Um, yeah. Okay. So did you do what you could? Yes. <laughs> and maybe beyond that, whose responsibility was it to get those boys some help? probably the grown-up <laughs> probably which I wasn't in fifth grade I was not a grown-up so yeah yeah and then even in I mean 
in fifth grade after I told my mom I wasn't the grown up. And then after my nephews came forward, I wasn't the grown up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so who's guilty? <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I think I'm having a hard time reconciling. I, I don't want to blame people if they're doing their best. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And there can still be pain. So um, what if you decide if you get to assign that or if you just take off the guilt? I think I'd rather just take it off. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. It's always an option. Yeah. Can you physically shed that? You mean like shake it off? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I guess I could try. <laughs> yeah. I can exhale. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I wasn't the adult. I wasn't the adult. Mm -hmm. And maybe it wasn't even guilt as much as it was. I just felt bad. Yeah. And as an adult looking back, I've said that it was guilt, but it, the whole thing just felt yucky because it was. Yeah. Seems right. It's a lot of taboo topics, you know. Totally. Right? Yeah. Yeah. The best and people doing their best um, doesn't cancel out that people still get hurt. Yeah, that's been a tough lesson to learn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah. was eye-opening. I know that sounds probably silly, but... Um, Not silly at all? I, well, I think growing up, you think like, oh, she hurt my feelings because she's a mean girl in the playground <laughs> and she left me out, you know. You always kind of grow up with this assumption, or at least I did. I was like, okay, well, if they hurt me, they meant to. Mm. And having to open my eyes up to like, they don't even know that they're, they have the best of intentions and they're still making my life miserable. Yes. 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 <laughs> that was fun to wake up to. It's brutal, huh? Because then you realize yeah. all the other times you've canceled yourself because of them. Yeah. Canceled your pain. Yes. Canceled myself. Yes. Tried to make myself smaller. Tried to be agreeable. Um, try to keep the, the status quo that our family was a nice Christian, have it together, dinner every night together, family. Yeah, so much pressure. Yeah. Yeah. And so what happens when we make room for they were doing their best and things were really fucked up? <laughs> kind of, it makes me feel like I can leave that behind a little, I Doesn't think. Doesn't it? Yeah. It kind of creates a little more room for you in the picture where it's like, it's not about them being the villain. That's not what we're here to do. Right. That doesn't get us anywhere. It really no. doesn't. No. And even in therapy, sometimes when they're like, do you want to talk about your mom? I'm like, not really. Can't fix her. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't want to make people, I mean, I probably eventually need to get there, but, um, <laughs> but I don't, I don't want to make people out to be the bad guy because they didn't mean to be and i'm still hurt but i'm just, yeah so and as long as we get to the end right so a lot of the time and i'm yeah, still right. hurt because if you don't then you cancel yourself all over again right yeah yeah so make sure there's room for you at the end of your sentences okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> a good reminder i'm yeah. gonna write and, and on my mirror. Yeah, good. Yeah. I love a visual, right? To be like, right, and, 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 and. and. Yeah. And. Yeah. And that might actually yeah. help you get in touch with all the feelings that you were never supposed to have. You're good. You're good at this. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm like, I never told you that. Uh, well, you know the Enneagram 7, though, I guess. But um, yeah, I'm. I'm just now like waking up to trying to identify my feelings and um, where they live in my body. That's been huge too. Yeah. Um, especially having an autoimmune disease. Yeah. 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 What type of we hold some stuff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. What type of autoimmune disease do you have? 
I have Crohn's disease. Okay. So you're right. So sexy digestive disease. It is yeah. the sexiest. It yeah. is. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. There's a lot that your body's holding and been yeah. holding. Yeah. And can react to stress. Yes. Yeah. So your your actual like your mind body connection is really crucial to your total health. Yeah. It's really, it's really strong too. The crazy thing is, so my little sister, who I think I might've mentioned this in the story, but she's actually my cousin, but my parents have custody. Okay. okay. So she is my true North. She's my, uh, like my compadre for life. We are just like <laughs> parallels. I feel like, um, and she's lived a million lives before I've ever gotten to live, you know, 29 years, I feel like, um, but she got married last May and a huge thing leading up to that was, I'm going to have to see my parents. I'm going to have to see them. I'm going to have to see them. And so I would constantly be fearful over that. And when I was growing up, I used to have what I thought were horrible, like PMS cramps, like fetal position on the floor, nauseated. Yeah. And then I saw them at her wedding, same exact panic in my stomach. I was fetal position in the bathroom. Yep. sure that it was period cramps yeah but it wasn't no totally um, yeah your body is giving warning warning i'm not safe yes it knows it does know it wants to help it you knows. yeah your body it does just, know yeah it wants mm-hmm. to help you mm-hmm. yeah so yeah um, that was wild <laughs> yeah it, it also a bit of a light bulb right to go back to all the other times where there was that pain to be like oh 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 oh, oh. whoa hey, what if i listened yeah instead of like hey you're just cramps maybe i should yeah you're just cramps <laughs> yeah. go away Fuck it up with my advil yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 quit being a girl I'm like oh, girl <laughs> totally, no totally. yeah my body is yeah. literally yelling at me and shutting down because it's like get me out of here yeah yeah i was telling my husband about that too when it happened i was like you will never believe and he's like of course mm-hmm. of course mm-hmm. yeah yeah. Yeah. I think it's something that it's helpful for us to understand as well is that our, our body, um, our brain, our spirit, uh, however we, we refer to higher power, the universe, God, the great un- unknown, she, you know, however, whatever language we find for that is all in motion, trying to help us yes. like be good and okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Have you read the alchemist? Oh gosh. I think of that all the song, all the time. Okay, I had a Freudian slip. I said song. There's a song <laughs> by okay. Milk, M-I-L-C-K, and it's called okay. Gold. Her, the whole EP is called Gold, but the song is called Gold, and she talks about um, turning these tears into gold. And the song, it gives me the chills. would totally encourage people to listen to it. But I think of that process of alchemy, and she is referring to that alchemy in regards to her own pain, right? As, as she spun it into gold. I mean, it is bananas wow. amazing. So yes, to the alchemist song slip. Okay. <laughs> okay. Where were yeah. you going with alchemy? <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Just like <laughs> how everything is conspiring mm-hmm. basically to get you to where you need to be. Um, yeah. Even your your insides, even your, your body, even the insides. parts. Yeah, the parts that a doctor told you were broken. Yeah. Those parts too. Yeah, that's they're right. They're not. Right. Um, and they know. Yeah. And they hold so much power. Yes, they do. Um, it's cuckoo, right? They're, so for crazy. people who want to get super woo-woo, um, Louise Hay actually has incredible literature about the way in which the body specifically where in the body we hold pain disease and so forth so one of the areas that i'd like read about was like um oh so like i had diagnosed with fibromyalgia and i was like 15 pretty young to have like a auto pain disorder and in the book she was saying that that is like an ache as a child like an ache and a hurt and a longing to be held and it was like, yeah. if that didn't ring true for my story. And so she, she, she kind of just talks about like the body mind connection as it pertains to our, to disease, um, and how the emotional wounds show up there. So anyway, it's, it's worth it for people that are into that kind of stuff. Yes. I'm here for it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll link it later. Cause it's, please, yeah, please. I mean, I, yeah, I was like, okay, someone's reading my mail. Like it's, it, I mean, yeah. she's, it's, it's incredible. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was something else. The idea of the forgiving yourself mm-hmm. of the guilt of who is the actual adult of not canceling yourself of letting yourself be included in your own sentences. Um, <laughs> And then letting, oh, the scar wound. I want to bring that in here. Mm. What part is the scar and what part is the wound for you? So when all of this first went down, um, I'm going to have to think on this Mm. for a moment. When all of this first went down, I remember just feeling like a blanket of darkness and alone and not even knowing who I was. Is everything a lie? Um, mm. It was very existential for yeah, me. No kidding. Um, I remember standing in the shower without even having the energy to cry. Mm. So I would just like dry heave. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the darkest thing. Um, And then I remember thinking to myself, I just want to wake up one morning and that not be the first thing on my mind is I've lost everything. Mm -hmm. And um, slowly I started, hmm. (laughs) so I started gratitude journaling um, because I needed to desperately remind myself of everything that I had that was going for me. Like you said, kind of like the alchemy, what's going for me? What, what, What do I know to be true today? Yeah. Um, and so I would say today I'm not in pain today. I'm married today. My husband loves me today. My dog was excited to see me when I woke up today. I brushed my teeth today. I went to school and today I took a test and I made an A, you know, um, and it, and it slowly became to where I would start looking for kind of like the Easter eggs and I stopped, um, and, and it got to where it was silly stuff. Like today, my cashier at Trader Joe's asked me about my salsa and it yeah. made my whole day. <laughs> totally. I hear you. Yeah. Um, yeah. We got to look for it. it. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, I think the wound is knowing that, um, I'll start with the scar. So I think the scar would be, I'm okay. Like, because that was the biggest thing is I just didn't know if I was drowning, if I was alive, if I was going to make it, if I'm okay. Um, So I know that I can survive all of that and probably more, not that I'm welcoming it, but, um, but that's life and Mm -hmm. I can, Um, and I don't have to be afraid of pain anymore because I felt probably the worst version of it to my life, you know, in my life to date. Um, And then the wound is. when people who are supposed to be on your team don't believe you. Um, I think that's still, still a a pressure point a bit, Um, you know, to have your own parents tell you how much of a liar you are. Um, Heavy stuff, you know, heavy things. Um, Those are also, I'll write letters to my parents that I will never give them. I'll just write because I feel like it's inside of me and I'll throw it away, but I'll write, um, you know, things I wish that they knew thing, you know, assuming they could understand everything, assuming they could understand everything, but I will write to them. Um, so they know how it feels to not be believed by your own tribe, you know, and then I'll, I'll I'll throw it in the trash can because it's ultimately for me. It is for you. It's it's my healing, you know, Mm -hmm. I, I genuinely want that for everyone that I love. Mm -hmm but we all have different ways of arriving there or not. Mm-hmm. You're right. Hmm. So the wound gets reopened when I remember how they treated me. Yeah. When I have to face them in real time. Mm-hmm. Maybe even when I see somebody who has like a healthy mom. Yeah. I don't get on social media on Mother's Day, Father's Day. Worst <laughs> the worst I'm like I I get it your mom's the greatest yeah cool happy fucking mother's day to you yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm like I'm gonna go have a margarita by the pool and I'm not gonna totally. think about people okay I have to tell you I had someone and this was the best ever someone accidentally texted me thinking they were texting somebody else okay and this is my favorite because it's, it's so good 
talking about how Mother's Day is the absolute worst day of the entire year and asking, like, let's just, like, go to Mexico and, like, drink tequila. And I, like, and at first I'm like, this is the perfect text for me today. I'm so glad I received this. And then came the flood of, like, I'm so sorry I didn't mean to text it to you. Blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, no, no, no. Like, this was a great text message. And I hear you. And you should go to Mexico. <laughs> and pour one out for I'm me. coming with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just, amazing. Yeah. Oh. I just wanted to like repost that as an image like you know those, those <laughs> days like because those that's real that's so real and you know what's funny is I feel like that's like I feel like it's like a lot of people's experience so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. or like you know the holidays I thought would be the worst they ended up not being too mm. too bad really because um, my husband's so great <laughs> Good. um and, you know, he's really good to be like, let's play a game. Let's, like, keep the Enneagram 7 really busy. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> let's, uh, yeah, we're going to watch uh, Christmas Vacation, then we're going to totally, do trivia. Totally. And, um, <laughs> but, um, but then afterward, he'll always be like, let's talk about it. How was it, really? And, um, and I think just having someone hold a little bit of space for you. That's right. That's right. And believe you and be with you and know when you need something fun like trivia and something serious, like let's, how are we actually? Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful that you have him and that he has you. Yeah. He's got, um, it's a, it's a crazy thing whenever your parents like foster, I guess, children who can express themselves <laughs> and their, <laughs> and their feelings. So he's like very, I don't know, self-aware. It's crazy. <laughs> no, truly. Yeah. That's, this is, that's not yeah. the typical yeah yeah so what do you what do you want people to know who have experienced this type of wounding in their family I want them to know that they don't have to keep going back to it if it's compromising any part of who they were meant to be as a human being because I had a friend who also told me once we honor our parents when we honor the people who they raised us to be um, and I thought that was really special because even like if your parents had, or your caregiver, whoever raised you had the best of intentions, but it still wasn't quite enough. You don't have to keep reopening the womb by keeping the status quo. Um, you don't have to acquiesce to abuse verbally, emotionally, psychologically, even if you're not sure maybe a break's okay too you can always take a break and reset some boundaries um and i want people to know that there are people who will believe you um these are hard things and they're heavy things but it's a it's a true honor to know how the people you love are doing it's a it's a privilege for people to know how you're really doing um and the people who want to show up for you will mm -hmm. and there are people there are people who will do that um, and be brave, open up to some people who have earned the right. Beautiful. That's so beautiful. I, I think if people even listening to you and how, like what, like the gift of you in your work could have hope that like you, you're not like destroyed forever. No, you're way, you're probably better. <laughs> If you're able to reckon with some of it, and mm. if I can, I think a lot of people could. Because <laughs> I'm very pain averse. Don't like it. <laughs> See, I love it. <laughs> yeah. So it makes it real, you know? That's no. so funny. Yeah, that's so funny. No, because that's, and that's, um, I think that is a lot of the fear is that, and why we keep it in the shadows is I don't want it to overtake me and, or I can't deal with it because it'll ruin my life. Like there's just a lot of fear of people dealing with their wounds, whatever the wounding is. I think, I think especially this one, because it's so personal and affects so many of our, of our, some many parts of our being that it's one that we fumble a lot. And so, yeah. I love getting to talk openly about it and letting people hear the truth of survivors who are in happy, healthy, thriving marriages and are funny yeah. and fun and, and good, like good, like, like I'm good. And it's like, wait, yeah. what? That's an option here? Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I'm, I'm on the verge of like this week, I accepted a job for my dream job. Like you can have it all. <laughs> ah, yes. 
louder for the people in the back. <laughs> you can Come have on. it all. You can, you can have, have it all. all. And you deserve to, you know? Damn yes. <laughs> yes. You deserve that. Your dream job. Tell me what you're doing. Yeah. I want to know. I want to know what your dream job is. Okay, so I have a lot of dream jobs. Okay, that's okay. Me too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but one of them is working in NICU and the ICU oh. um, as, a, as a dietitian, so doing tube feeds for babies yeah. and um, especially right now people who have this terrible virus and getting to show up for them in the hardest part of their moments when they won't even remember me I actually take oh. great pleasure in knowing they won't remember me um. but they they as I had a baby in the NICU and like you do you look at the <gasps> nurse's eyes like like the world's not going to fall apart right and like the way yeah. that they can handle your baby and oh yeah oh. yeah yeah had a baby in the NICU. What a tough mom. <laughs> <laughs> no words. The whole thing is hard. <laughs> no, you should take it in. Take it in. I love that your dream job is about being with people in their hardest moments. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it just gives me comfort that they yeah. they really won't remember me. Um, <laughs> uh, if I mess things up, you know, no, no. Truthfully, truthfully, um, my other dream job is obviously working with exclusively kids who have digestive diseases, and yeah. that's that's coming. That's yeah, coming. that's really cool. That's so cool. Isn't it cool yeah. to have so many different types of dreams? And that's all like that's all yeah. coming your way. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, yeah. So. You no, know, you can you can get through the hard things and it's yeah and still dream it's okay yeah yeah and still dream and still hope and still have healthy relationships and still be figuring it out while landing yeah. your dream job like it's not it's not all lost and dark and sticky it's, no, not. it's not you just have to kind of get your head above yeah the way yeah 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 i think like the my experience in like both sides of the couches like you also don't have to go it alone like you get to no. like someone gets to acknowledge the awfulness of what was so that it doesn't have to be your ever-present reality, you know? So we yeah. get to shake the shadow part. It's like, yeah, I've looked at the worst of it right in the face. Yes. And you'll even have friends, like mm -hmm. at least I have some friends that are like, tell me, how are things with your parents? And, you know, I'll tell them. And they have nothing but supportive things to say. They never say things like, when are you going to get back with your parents? Or, right. you know. Um, because they've been with me through the hard shit. Yep. They've been with me that's through right. it. And um, yeah. there are people who want to do that for people. There are. Yeah, that's a good That's a good word. I, um, certain places and people do that better than others. And yeah, you know, like I, I've, I've been on the receiving end of a couple like really ungracious things about like how we're supposed to whatever, forgive, supposed to blah, 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 and all the things. I'm oh, like, I've had oh, that too. They're not supposed to on my life, you know? Like, and, yeah. And, it, it usually comes from the people who haven't had to have their helping of hurt. You know, they don't, they don't, maybe don't totally yeah. know how complicated I, and painful it is. I think that we have like different bucket sizes. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. sometimes mm -hmm. whenever you go through hard shit, mm -hmm. your bucket gets a little bit deeper. Definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Hence why you can do the job you're going to go do because you, you can withstand a lot of deep things. You can. You can. Yeah. Yeah. You're already good. Mm. Thank you. I, you know, I would have never thought of that as being a character trait that I would have ever had. So it's kind of cool to meet that new version of yourself. Without a doubt. And you're going to get to show up and do that every day in your job. You know, that's what's, you know, and not just as a, that's not just a profession. You know, that's like a, the person you happen to wear the scrubs, but like it's who you are that goes in there and does those things. Yeah. So thank yeah, you. Thank you. Thank you. Hmm. Anything else? Anything else you want to say? Mm. don't be afraid of the the heavy don't be afraid of it yeah that's where the life is it is agreed that is where the life is yeah beautiful okay. thank you so much you are apps it's my honor thank thank you You guys thank you so much for listening um like i said when i when this when we hung up i was like what like just the beauty 
of her story, of her power, of her confidence and strength, I was just like, wow, I am, I am seeing a woman in her truth and it's fabulous. (laughs) There is something about that. Did you hear it? Could you hear it? Could you hear the resolute resilience, the strength that comes from, hey, mm -mm, I know this to be true. I will not abandon my truth. I will not abandon myself. This is where I'm at. That's what I like. That's what the, when I think about the work of therapy, I'm like, oh, you're doing it. This is what we hope for, for the people that we work with, that they say, I believe myself and I am not going to accommodate anything else that isn't this truth. Because this is the, the ground I have to walk on to not lose myself to the insanity of my experiences. So thank you for teaching us that. Thank you for reminding me of that as well. Mm. I, I genuinely, I don't have much to say on this episode. I really want to just listen back again and listen back again and keep learning from it and, and know that you can do that too. You can continue to digest these episodes and, and the these like little like truth crumb strains that come forward and apply those to your own story you know you know I think that the truth is there is there's power in the human experience and the more stories we hear the more capable we are of living our own and I know that that is what this interview taught me as well is that it's like yes yes and so I, I am just going to leave this episode with you in your hands. I encourage you to listen, to write about it, to talk about it, to think about it, to consider it. And what, do you, what strength do you need to borrow? What are you going to do with your experiences? What, what needs repair? What the hell does forgiveness mean? Is that something that you need or, or do not need on your journey? Ask the questions, um, find the therapist, do the work, show up, talk about the things. You guys, did you hear the good life that is on the other side of this work in the midst of things that are excruciatingly hard and awful? This is the thing. This is the point. This is the substance. There is good life. There is good life. <laughs>